0: No, it's episode 47 of Grow Yourself Up. Delighted to have you back. This week, I'm joined on the podcast by my guest, Azalea Suhami. She lives in Malaysia. And um, what was really actually very touching when we recorded this episode is that um, both of our, like our families got totally involved. So we had some issues with um, the sound, I think actually I think that my that I had my microphone the wrong way around, or something was going on, and um so she couldn't hear me very well and um i had it was on a weekend, and I had banished my children to downstairs and not to make any noise and um I think she had done the same, and then I had to call my husband to come and help me um to like sort out what was going on with my sound, or you know we were both trying to figure out on our side, and she had her husband come and help her. And both my children came to have a look and kind of look what was going on, because they also would like to do a podcast, they tell me. And, um, and then um, one of her daughters came in, and it was really touching and real. So let me tell you a bit about Azalea um, before we get into the episode. It's a really um, rich episode talking a lot about perfectionism, OCD, control, anxiety. Um, and um, I hope it really resonates for you. So azalea writes and illustrates artworks about motherhood she has a strong passion in all things art and she's a sensitive soul who loves sharing stories through various mediums including illustrations poems and short films among others in a nutshell she's a storyteller azalea shares her creations on social media hoping to touch the hearts of fellow mothers and reminding them that they're not alone on the challenging journey of motherhood she's got beautiful motherhood art her work can be found on Instagram and TikTok at Azalea Suhami. All these details will be on the um, in the show notes and she can be found on TikTok and at Facebook and I'll put all the actual names in the um, in the show notes. And she's also got a website where you can find her and that contains details of how to, how to contact her, how to work with her and how to get her to do some commissioned illustrations and other things um, she'll be offering in the future. She's going to be releasing some printable digital poems and illustrations to um, ahead of um, Mother Mother's Day. So, in the UK, we have Mother's Day in March, but um, in other parts of the world, it's in May. Okay, um, let's dive in, and um, we'd love to hear how this episode lands with you. Hi, Azelia, thank you so much for
1: joining me today. Like when, so lovely to finally see you and speak with
0: you yeah. virtually. <laughs> yeah. Um, For the listeners, um, I've met Azalea on the squares of Instagram, and she's got wonderful, wonderful motherhood art. Um, So encouraging and holding and real. And um, some of the recent um, short films you've done in the style of Wes Anderson have been really beautiful. So definitely head over to look at um, Azalea's Instagram. All those details will be included in the show notes. So Azalea tell us a little bit about um your journey to motherhood. Um tell us about your children, what came up for you on your motherhood kind of uh, path. Okay, so I'm a mom of two, two girls. Um
1: I have a 9-year-old and a 5-year-old and almost 5-year-old. So yeah, it's been um Nine, nine years of this motherhood journey. So throughout the years, I've had, um, various different lessons, things I've learned and unlearned throughout the nine years. So uh, yeah, it's been, um, quite a journey. Um, I guess, um, when i when I first became a mom, um, I was, uh, I was like any other excited
0: first time mom trying wanting the best of everything. So when you Uh, say you wanted the best of everything, was that meaning that you wanted the best for your children or you felt you had to be the best? What? um, uh, Everything,
1: both in in every way, I guess. And I guess it was uh, made much more intense because uh, I have always been a perfectionist. So yeah, I am still a recovering perfectionist. So uh, it's something that I've... Struggled with um since childhood, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, way before motherhood. So once I entered motherhood, uh, I could see that that bit, the professionism bit, uh, entering my journey of motherhood as well. So yeah, I wanted um, I wanted to 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 make perfect homemade meals for my for my uh, then my my first child back then. Uh, I wanted to have, um, regular activities for her every day, which I would organize myself. Basically, I wanted to do everything by the book perfectly. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was stemmed from my perfectionism. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted the best for her, for my first child. And, and also with other aspects of my life, um, I thought, uh, I thought I needed to have other aspects of me as in my work, house chores and everything to be to be great and in order. Uh, I guess I like to have a sense of control um, yes yeah so yeah. that that has been a struggle and I guess that also stemmed from um, anxiety. Uh, I have had anxiety disorder. I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder from many years ago. So I always, I have always had this thing of wanting control and then wanting perfection in things. So, so yeah, that has been a major thing that I've been trying to, uh, you know, navigate myself through the challenges of motherhood. And yeah, uh, it's impossible to have things perfect in anything, but, um, In parenthood, especially, it's much more apparent because parenthood is really messy. So, so yeah, the lessons I've got from motherhood was really in my face. (laughs) Like I entered it trying to be perfect and then bam. Yeah. Everything is, uh, it's just messy as it's how it is, how it is. So, so it is, it has been hard. Yeah. But, uh, the lessons have been great as well. So yeah, that has been a huge part of
0: my, Journey, learning journey throughout motherhood, I would say. I also have had an anxiety diagnosis. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's so much about our own uh, nervous system dysregulation and yeah. about that lack of sense of safety in the world. And so, mm-hmm. of course, we try and control because control seems to provide that illusion of safety. But mm-hmm. like what you say about parenthood being so messy, it's almost impossible to control our children I mean, I would say it is impossible, actually, and um, and the kind of the way that the motherhood goes is so out of control. So it's so confronting from in terms of the anxiety because it actually stimulates so much more anxiety. Mm-hmm. Has that also been your experience?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. The anxiety was exacerbated from that, and I guess to top it off as well, I also am a. Uh, Highly sensitive person, uh, at least, at least that's, that's what, uh, I've, I've thought I have always been from what I've read. So, I am easily overstimulated. So, yeah, all of this, um, combined together, the anxiety, wanting things to be in order, the overstimulation, yeah, have been, they all have been, um, challenging and, yeah, they have been my main, the main things that i have been trying to work on throughout my journey as a mom so yeah so yeah
0: <laughs> um it's like listening to you talk about my story as well because um control and perfectionism were the two biggest things that i really had to address really early on in in, in motherhood and how did you how have you begun to let go of control or kind of ease up on yourself
1: i wouldn't say that i've mastered that yet this it's still a journey. So uh, yeah, but, um, it has been nine years. So I have learned a lot along the way. So yeah, that has been my, my biggest lesson. So, uh, I guess a uh, drop al- along the way, I just gradually learned to let go. And, but before getting there, um, it took me, I guess what, what first got me in, into the first step of, uh, Learning of wanting, learning of what to do, learning to let go was, uh, when I, when I, when I went to therapy and, and yeah, I just got a different perspective and, and hearing about, um, hearing from, from my psychologist on, yeah, what, what I was going through. Because I came in the room, um, talking about, uh, how I felt, um, anxious, talking about mom rage. Uh, how I was always angry, overstimulated and annoyed and very resentful about my motherhood experience. That was especially during the early parts of motherhood, uh, for both my babies. So yeah, I, uh, like postpartum, part of the postpartum blues, I guess. So yeah, uh, I went in the room, uh, of my therapist talking about that. And then she, as we talking about more about what I was going through about, um, my, My struggles, my challenges. So we uncovered more of, um, who I am and what's going on inside, really. So that's when, uh, we talk about, we, I discovered more about, uh, my perfectionism trait and how, yeah, that's, that's part of the thing that, that makes things much more difficult for me. So, and it was, it was from there that, um, she, she guided me on, you know, on ways to be mindful, on letting go. So that was the that was when my journey of uh, taking care of myself began. Yeah. And uh, I think the peak of uh, wanting to take care of myself and learning to let go and embracing imperfection was when I had my second child after I had two kids, basically, because um, after having two kids, my overwhelm was even way much more, especially as a... Yeah sensitive person so i was much more overstimulated so that's when i realized uh yeah it was really hard so that's when i i tried to get help and that's when i slowly learned more about uh letting go and yeah it's quite an effort there yeah, trying try it's to let life. go when you've always been a perfectionist and wanting things to be in, in order and yeah it's yeah it's a challenge but uh i i guess they say it's like a muscle you you slowly try to strengthen that muscle of um learning to let things go and embracing imperfection. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Still at it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I really like I'm absolutely me too. I think the thing about control and anxiety often is that we also don't want anyone else to do anything or to help us. Yes. And I notice um I have some stuff in childhood. I've had some very um I had OCD essentially in terms of um, lots of rituals and part of that was was a lot of cleanliness. So always being obsessed with personal cleanliness and like lots of showers and um, very fastidious in the way that I did it. And so with my kids' bath time, I initially started off like that as well, like cleaning everybody, a bit of them, you know. And when my husband would do bath time, I really struggled with his a more kind of relaxed approach, you know, that he wasn't like washing every bit and like making sure there was no soap anywhere. And, and um, it made me very controlling, you know, saying, have you done this? Have you, have you whopped their face like this? Have you done enough rinsing of the shampoo? And um, I really had to kind of notice how I was making the whole environment so stressed by constantly kind of like nitpicking at him about that. And, um and that. Even if it was so much about tending to that kind of scared inner child, because even if he did leave a bit of soap on them, like, so what? You know, it doesn't matter. We'll wipe it away tomorrow. Or if if there was no soap involved, probably even better, actually, because soap is not so great for us. But, you know, (laughs) I kind of, I really had to tend to myself and kind of go, and what if that does happen? What will happen then? And so much of it is actually getting to the end of what will we think will happen. And can we, will that be okay? And yes, we'll be safe. Like we'll be safe even if I will be safe, even if their bath is not how I would imagine. And actually it's much better to have a multiple, like a multitude of experiences for our children. And I noticed how my own control was like bringing so much more anxiety to our household. Where do you notice in the most sort of practical um, ways you can see this coming out in your life?
1: Ooh, yeah. I, d- I just wanted to say that uh everything you said just now were were all exactly what what I I have and what I've been going through as well. Yeah, so yeah, I've had OCD as well, part of anxiety, so also struggle with uh cleanliness and from there it's really hard uh to accept help. Yeah, and yeah. so so yeah, um bathing the kids is one example and then I and then other, other things as well like house chores like the dishes <laughs> um yeah my husband would gladly he helps a lot around the house but I would still want to be in control I would check if yeah the dishes is done is um yeah the way I would want it because yeah he's really chill and he doesn't yeah he 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 doesn't need it to be like really perfect but yeah me i I would like really look at every corner and want to have that control so so yeah uh all this also lead to um burnout i would say um yeah yeah and i realized burnout also stems from um yeah all these internal factors like our our struggles with uh, perfectionism our our own mental struggles and because even if i had a good i, I my external factors were good, as in, um, I, I have a really supportive spouse and, um, I had great support system. Um, I have a job that I love. So I get the external factors were great. Yeah. But, um, the internal things like, my, yeah, my anxiety, perfectionism and whatnot still led to burnout. So because all those things, like, like you said, um, made me, made it really difficult for me to accept help. And yeah, especially the control part. Yeah, wanting to have things in control. So, and, and I, I would ima- I, I, I often imagine the stress to be much more, much bigger than what it really is. Uh, yeah. Especially when, when, when I'm really overstimulated or overwhelmed. Um, yeah, some really simple little things or uh, little mistakes that my children do, I would view them as something really
0: big. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, that makes so much sense because when we're very stressed, our frontal cortex, kind of our thinking, um, rational part of our brain, which kind of can go, Okay, it's okay, sweetie. You know, it's not such a big deal and, and soothe ourselves, is kind of offline. So then we have these much bigger reactions. And I think specifically what you said about the mistakes, so many of us learned, well, I certainly learned that mistakes were something about A failure on my part, like that I should try and prevent all mistakes happening. And also I learned that problems, I I didn't, I don't think I had an understanding that problems were going to happen. Like in adult life, there's a constant stream of problems and it doesn't mean that we are personally failing. It just means we just have to kind of learn to problem solve. Um, And what you said about the mistakes, I have also found I've really had to notice like when my children make mistakes or spill something to really work on um, dealing v- that very gently. And and one of the things I think from our own childhood often is I've got an exaggerated startle reflex. I don't know if you've got that as well, where we go like, oh! you know, cause it also, cause it's very stimulating when they do something. And I've had to really notice that because when I do, oh! then they both look at me like if they've spilled something or they've drawn on the, I don't know, the floor or something. And if I do that, then I can see they get panicked. And so, I've really had to work on calming myself down and to think no matter what is spilt here, no matter if they draw all over the walls, no matter if like whatever happens, if they squash their finger in the door, I don't know, um, I will manage, I will cope, you know, to really soothe. So much of this is about soothing ourselves. You know? Um, I really resonated with what you said about um the um that the the external factors are good, but it's it's internally that we kind of beat ourselves up so much did your like when you were going into burnout d- did you did you get really to a place of like being completely burnt out before you had to, you looked at the perfectionism? How did that kind of happen for you
1: um, yeah, I guess because uh, when we are entering burnout. We don't really realize it at first. So it was, yeah, yeah it, it's like a very silent thing that we don't realize. Um, it's just, uh, a gradual day by day of me getting stressed by little things. And then eventually, uh, yeah, eventually I realized like, um, yeah, like, like you, you become numb. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, it's something that I didn't realize at first and, but, uh, once I did and this was brought up, um, in my session with my therapist. So it was then that I learned that this was, uh, this was stemmed from my perfectionism. So that was, that was how we tackled it. Um, so, so after that, my journey of trying to get better was, uh, yeah, try to un unlearn my my ways of trying to be perfect. Yeah. Um Yeah. yeah.
0: And how have <laughs> you kind of how did you sort of tend gently to yourself in that burnt out place? What kind of practical things did you do? And and um, so how did you kind of soothe yourself mentally? And how did mm-hmm. you kind of comfort yourself internally? Did you start more with self kindness and kind of kind words and self compassion?
1: Yeah. Self-compassion, yeah. I I guess the first thing was yeah, was to be mainly it was to be kind to myself and allowing myself um rest and b- basically yeah, being kind to myself s- um because even if I knew I had to take care of myself, I had to rest or do self-care to, you know, to repair that to heal myself, but if I was, uh, still, I was still, um, stressed and not being kind to myself. I would still wouldn't do it. So I had to change that mindset of, um, let, letting go of control and, and prioritizing, um, compassion towards myself because, um, my husband would be, would be really supportive in, um, you know, uh, giving me whatever, whatever, Self self care activities that I needed and wanted to to help me feel be better. But uh, it was me myself who needed to realize that um that I deserve that help and I should allow that help for myself. So, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, once I realized that uh, yeah, I took a break. I rest. Um, I, 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 I tell myself it's okay that um. I, I go out and do things for me, um, because otherwise, uh, even if I knew I should do those things, I would still feel guilty and I, I just, I, I was, I would, I would be restless and yeah. But after allowing myself to take care of myself and yeah. <laughs> Basically just, um,
0: yeah, letting go of, of the con, of control. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think what you just said about, um, because in the end, it comes down to the micro choice that we make where we look at our house or we look at the washing that needs to be folded. And instead of going to fold the washing or do another piece of work, we say, no, I am now going to go and either have a sleep or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to phone my friend or go for a coffee or whatever it is. And it's that micro choice where we leave the like the tyranny of further work. And choose for ourselves. But what you said about feeling guilty about it, there's often so much discomfort when we do that that we actually also have to widen our window of tolerance for allowing our own joy and rest. Like it's such a practice, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I find it amusing how yeah, how it needs practice for us to do something we enjoy.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know, well I think we've been so kind of trained that that productivity and like perfection in each area so you know I think like many of us are perfectionists but not in every area so I'm a perfectionist in certain areas but my house is really messy actually um if I showed you my desk around here it's like (laughs) it looks like there's like piles of papers everywhere but I'm really a perfectionist in 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 many other ways and so then um Yeah, it's kind of, I have to sometimes practice like taking the imperfection from the messiness of the house and applying it to, to work stuff or to, um, um, to the way I am with my children to just think, okay, that's good enough. Like we really have to borrow from the areas of our life where we manage to be imperfect and notice how we survive that. That makes sense. Yeah. And how do you, um, 'cause your 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 stuff on Instagram is brilliant in terms of validating the good enoughness and um and allowing ourselves to choose for rest but i've I've also seen some of your posts where you said you know it's actually hard when we get that time, say you get two hours and it's to yourself sometimes it's like, okay, now what do I do you know, yeah, um and i love some of the things you shared about that and i want to say i guess to the to the listeners is that it, it's it is a practice because sometimes in the first 2 hour break you might get you will like think that you have to do all the things or it's too uncomfortable to even rest um and we just have to keep on making the time to do that i think Mm-mm.
1: yeah mm, yeah thank you uh, a lot of my posts on instagram are really Self reminders. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because after going through, um, the things I went through, the burnout and all. So those are things that, the things I write on my illustrations are things I would want to tell myself each time I go through those challenges. So, so yeah, um, I, I think, uh, the peak point where I've finally opened my eyes and realized, um, uh, it's okay to rest and all was, uh, after I had my second child. It was because, um, it, it was that time where, where I, I was depressed and I realized I had forgotten myself. Um, I lost myself. So that was a really tough period. And then that was, uh, the time where I realized the importance of, uh, taking care of myself. So it was a, like a turning point for me. So, it started there after I had my second child. Uh, I had gradual practice of, um, being okay with, uh, uh, letting go of control, allowing myself to rest and whatnot. So I have to say that it was really hard at the beginning, but, uh, it, it, it did and it has become easier. So over the years, um, so now my second child is already five years old. I'm quite amazed that, uh, yeah, now, nowadays when I'm out, um, having fun with my friends, I, I can re- really have fun and no longer feel the guilt. It's so much different compared to back then, few years ago. So, so yeah, that takes practice, like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So, and yeah, the things that I I write on my Instagram, um, yeah, those are like my, uh, nightly. Reminders to myself before I go to bed or when I wake up. Those are things that I remind myself as well. So those are things that I have been, uh, trying to teach myself over the past few years. Yeah. I guess that's part of the learning and unlearning journey of motherhood. Yes. Because initially it was, uh, me trying to have things perfect, wanting the best for my children, just focusing so much on them. And then after that, after realizing how broken and lost i was it's like a huge turning point where i realized that hey i've forgotten um the the important person in this thing which is me so yeah it was really a turning point where i finally taught myself uh how to take care of myself yeah it's weird that um we need to practice you know doing things that feels good that actually feels good for us where.
0: Yeah, I guess that's yeah. part of the lesson. <laughs> yeah, I think it's such a huge lesson because motherhood is such a um, a great opportunity. It's like a it's a spiritual transformation in some sense. In that in that we we grow so much, and we what you said about um, that you said you were broken and lost, or you kind of had lost yourself. Um, we're so those patterns of literally just being focused outwards. Because perfectionism and um and control are all about creating something so that other people think we're good, essentially, so that we can feel kind of safe enough in in how we in how we are. And um learning to instead actually focus on ourselves, like switch our energy back to focusing inwards and noticing that like a broken and lost mum is not gonna be we're not gonna be there for ourselves and we can't then mother our children either. But it's so like what we're told in society often is that it's selfish to turn inwards or to kind of really tend to ourselves. And I think that, um, it's, it's the greatest thing we can actually do for ourselves that like learning to really turn to our own needs, because like many of us, we didn't meet our needs before motherhood either, but there was less pressure and, um, I think that thing, like that thing about less stimulation and less pressure and a bit more time, meant that even if you were still tending to other people or being a perfectionist, we still could sort of survive. But like, it, it absolutely breaks us in motherhood. I think
1: that's um, yeah, that's interesting. That's uh, some. That's a new way of for me in looking at it. That um, even before motherhood, um, it was it was already we we didn't really. You know take tend to ourselves as much, but it's much more apparent after motherhood because yeah it's it's easier
0: pre parenthood um yeah that might not be the case for you that was the case for me I mean, I think mm-hmm. that um it's not not that's not the case like i'm I'm not saying that's the case for you, but um, mm-hmm. that's what I see a lot in my therapy mm-hmm. room, and I mm-hmm. think that. Um, in many ways, the the kind of opportunity to look at wow, how have I, ha, how am I, and does this serve me? Motherhood really calls you into that. Yeah. And what things, um, what things have you really learned that have helped you in this journey? Things I've
1: learned, um, yeah, um, um, yeah. A large part of it is, uh, letting things, let, letting go of, um, control. So that's, that's really a huge part of my, of my learning journey in motherhood. Um, when I, uh, lessen my expectations, uh, because, because all this one, my expectations were really high as a perfectionist. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things I've, uh, Learn uh, to lessen my expectation and and realize and be okay that even if I've really planned things, things may not always go as planned. Especially in parenthood with children, so things will always get messy. Is yeah, I, the the biggest lesson is that that uh to be flexible with to be flexible and go with the flow with how things are. Yes because yeah our children they can really teach us that because uh things just are really messy because uh otherwise uh, before parenthood I'm the kind who would um you know organize things I would plan things beforehand and I would have uh I would have a vision beforehand of how things are going to be like and yeah, yeah basically that's me trying to have control so it was easier to have that control before parenthood I would plan something and Yeah, things would uh, go that way, and I'll be happy. (laughs) And yes, with children, yeah, no matter how much you plan things, um, yeah, it can go the other way around, like really completely opposite. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that's really a huge important lesson for me because it helps me to navigate through any other life challenges as well. As well, is because I think it's really important for us to be. Flexible, yes. yeah, because otherwise I was really rigid, yeah, yes, yeah, that, that that's how I would describe myself. I was really rigid, and as yeah, I I guess that's something most perfectionists uh, would be. We are rigid. We good we expect things to go through according to our expectations. So, so yeah, that's one of the biggest things for me, and yeah, letting go, letting go of expectations and letting go of control has been really free mm-hmm. i feel yes. i feel free once i learn to let go of that because otherwise i i, I do realize the 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 tense how tense i was with um yes. wanting control tense with my mind and even physically I, I i yes i i wouldn't i i didn't realize it at first but uh when i started noticing especially after um talking with my therapist and she got me realizing this. So I I would notice a of my tense shoulders, jaws, so <laughs> so
0: yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> huge the way patterns are held in our body and the way we brace often as a way to protect ourselves against things. So that's all that kind of muscle tension and and like our connective tissue and our fascia all being very kind of tight. And I think what you said about um uh Planning things. So I've always like I really identify with what you said about um planning things. And I think I've always been proud of myself in motherhood often that I plan for all eventualities. So I'll have like lots and lots of snacks or lots of lots of things. Mm-hmm. And um and especially compared to my husband who who's much more kind of casual in the way he kind of packs up a bag to go out and things. And really that is actually about anxiety it's about trying to prepare for any worst case scenarios um but um what you say about flexibility i think that part of growing ourselves up one of the biggest things in fact maybe the biggest thing is to, to learn to be flexible and to kind of not kind of collapse when things go a tiny bit wrong because the way i often characterize perfectionism is that it makes us so brittle like we break um, what she said about being rigid we kind of break or collapse into like a um, sometimes I notice like a childlike state of like it's all going to be terrible if it's not absolutely right but actually there's so much beauty and stuff that unwinds when it's when we just like roll with it and that's such a um, yeah It's it, it that it also takes so much practice to notice oh I survived that and actually it was quite nice even though nothing really went according to my plan but when you drop the expectations and you reframe it it's suddenly so like oh yeah that was okay actually and it's it's kind of quite um revolutionary when we can actually realize that for ourselves in our like in the individual stories of our lives so i think that's such a lovely point you made thank you <laughs> yeah um <laughs> now Tell me about the um, with your because sometimes I personally have had cycles of burnout. So that started before parenthood, where like I had a very stressful, busy job, and I would kind of just work and work and work. And then at some point, I got signed off work, but then it happened again a couple of years later. Um, Have you been able to kind of manage resting, and so that the burnout doesn't happen again?
1: Well. Yeah, I, I guess, um, lately now, um, I have learned to relax a little and being okay with, um, seeing mountains of laundry unfolded <laughs> because, uh, otherwise, uh, before this, uh, with my need to have all this in control, uh, those are the things that would easily lead to burnout for me. But right now, uh, what helps a lot is, um, yeah, just letting go. It's uh, it's hard sometimes. Yeah, looking around the house, um, looking at clutter, um, yeah, basically looking at all the imperfections. Uh, it's yeah, it it's hard when you you are always used to wanting control. But um, yeah, with practice, uh, this has allowed me to just you know relax a bit, and I guess that has helped. Along the way, with uh, preventing more burnout. So yeah, and I guess it helps a lot that um, yeah, that uh, my husband is much more you know chilled out, casual. So whenever I'm tense, um, yeah, he yeah, his his casual, chilled out vibes would sort of uh lighten, th- things up for me. And it helps too that he he doesn't have a high high expectation of uh how things should be around the house. He helps. He helps a lot, and at the same time, he he doesn't mind if I if I don't if I don't cook or don't you know don't have things in order. He he's he's fine with anything because he's he's just really chill out. So so those things help as well. Um, yeah, in preventing burnout because then I would uh, it's
0: much more easier for me to relax. <laughs> yes. So yeah, yeah, it's true. And you're describing such beautiful um like partnership really, that kind of relational safety of, because my husband is similar to how you describe your husband, Mm -hmm. very kind of um, calming and gentle actually. And um, that thing of it's okay, like whatever happens, it's okay. Um, And I think that's like such an ongoing learning to kind of um, absorb into the fiber of our being, you know, Mm because I certainly didn't have that. Um, and it's so um, I often, when I'm trying to kind of work with clients on this, because, you know, what you referred to about the big reactions earlier and the expectations, um, because it's it, it can also like trying to do stuff with our children can also lead to burnout in terms of I need to make this absolutely right for you. Like I need to find the perfect school. I need to find the perfect thistle craft an amazing experience for you. And um, I have found that really difficult in terms of feeling I need to optimize the experiences for my children um, and not pass on some of my stuff and everything. And I've really had to kind of just, the way I sometimes approach good enough is to just think, I'm just going to go for half of what I hope for Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of just go, okay, that's fine. That's good enough. And literally like reduce my whole reaction by 50% because Often my husband will like his his interpretation of situation is like so different to mine in terms of, um, like what what an experience was like, and so often I see how much my expectations trip me up essentially, um, and and all of that actually takes us away from our children, like in terms of being in the present moment, and I know we've talked a bit about that before about how hard it actually is to be in the present moment
1: yeah yeah and and yeah and in s- s- some of these mo s- some moments where I finally learned to let go and embrace the imperfection at imperfections and just be present with my children, it feels yeah it feels really freeing and it feels good, yeah like yeah, it's because otherwise a lot of the time when i'm just i'm I'm just really busy trying to have control of things, and yeah like you say, it takes away our time with our children. I mean I'm there with physically with my children, but my mind is busy trying to my mind is busy, you know, uh imagining things to be in better order and yeah. And yeah, yeah. like you mentioned just now on the expectation, that's that's a huge thing too because yeah, I've always had high expectations of um of everything for my children, myself and uh I like how uh nowadays on Social media and articles, uh, and even like you, you share a lot on being a good enough mom. So these are things that when we read it, it helps a lot, uh, in our everyday day to day as a mom that to know that it's okay to just be good enough because, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a much needed reminder for, especially for for, for perfectionists, I guess. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a much right now. Carry on.
0: Sorry.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I mean, for example, like right now, uh I I feel there are moments that I feel like uh things are really messy, like my life is really messy, especially when I look at um the mountains of laundry, the really messy house and all, because I'm busy but f- f- focusing on other things like um my illustration work and um you know uh, my kids. Uh and but even so, with my kids, uh, some days I, I beat myself up thinking I'm not doing good enough because, uh, in terms of their school, uh, it's hard to, to be good in everything. Which, and and then I guess it stems from our high expectation of wanting to be great in all those things. So having to. Let go of this high expectation of all these different aspects of our lives, which are a lot, <laughs> especially as a modern mom. There's a lot expected yeah. of us, I guess. Yeah, so just letting go of that expectation helps a lot. Yeah, there are moments where I just I I can't handle looking at the messiness, but uh, I need to remind myself that to to know that it's okay that we can't do it all. Um, this is part of life. <laughs> As a mom and it's, it's okay. Uh, being good enough is okay. And I guess the core of it is, uh, just being kind to ourselves because, uh, back then I think I, I was really mean to myself. If I, I don't know how to put it, but I would say I would, I was, I was not kind to myself. Um, the things I say to myself. Um, I mean, after one bad moment, I would uh, easily conclude that I'm a bad mom and I would, uh, I would go down the rabbit hole being really sad about it. So I had a really black and white thinking. So yes, one bad moment would easily, I would easily conclude that to me being an unfit mom. So, so unlearning that and yeah, learning to be kinder to myself is, uh, I guess that's a main ingredient of, uh, me getting better and, you know, to avoid future burnout.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think that's such a huge thing because our own self-criticism can ruin everything, basically, and ruins our whole experience of our lives. And we can't then be present for our kids because we think we're less than, when in fact our kids think we're the best. And the you know even in the moments when we have fly into a rage or we shout at them or feel very aggressive towards them, that's just a part of us. You know, it's a, it's, it's actually our scared part, like our Wounded in a child, feeling really worried and upset about something, and then when we repair after that and um, kind of come back to the fullness of ourselves, so much of that is actually about us tending to those wounded, scared, um, fearful parts of us, um, and then being able to repair with them. And I think that that self-forgiveness and self-kindness, sometimes I think they're literally the most important thing in motherhood. So that we can actually learn, um, not in order to be a better mum, but just because we are already good enough and to really kind of savor that. Cause I think that like the good enough journey, the journey from perfectionism to good enough, for me, it feels like it's going to be an, an ongoing journey forever. You know, like traversing that road. <laughs> um, I'm conscious now of the time, Azalea. Um, I'm just looking at some of my questions I wanted to ask you. Um, I love the way you've shared about how you've grown yourself up in terms of softening expectations and letting go. Is there anything else that you think um, you'd like to say before we end? Um,
1: I guess if I could uh, sum it all up. Um, It's something that I always uh, say in my posts um, that – we are great moms. Uh, I mean, we 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 mother our children well. We try our best. We we always know we always want to try and do our best for them. Yeah. But do not forget to mother ourselves as well. So <laughs> because yeah, just trying our best each day uh to mother our children shows the ability that we can mother ourselves too. It's just that um we probably easily forget in the midst of hecticness of our of our yeah busy m- schedule as mothers and everything that goes on in our minds, our daily struggles with perfectionism or whatever we're struggling with. So there's a lot we're struggling with, but we actually have that in us to mother ourselves as well. So that's something I hope we
0: will always remind ourselves each day. Yes, I agree with you. I think that's the most important thing. And and also there's that thing of each day we get up and we do it again. You know, there's so much the the resilience and the um the the continuity of motherhood. We have to like celebrating ourselves for the fact that even if we had a bad day yesterday, we keep on going. We kind of pick ourselves up the floor over and over again. So mm-hmm. yes. And we have to do that with self mothering as well, actually, just keep on doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. It was really, really, really lovely to hear you. And I loved hearing your stories. And I know that- Thank you for having me. Take a lot from this. Thank you so much. Thank you too for having me. <laughs> You've been listening to Grow Yourself Up, hosted by Kath Cunahan. We'll be back next week with a new episode supporting you to better understand and tend to yourself more heart-centered, connected, authentic, and resilient living.